This. This is, this is Diversified, Diversified Game. 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 A podcast giving entrepreneurial advice from a diverse and inclusive perspective with Kelly. He may agree, he may oppose, and it's more than just race, it's about, you know, ideas. So, let the game begin. It's Kellen. Today, you guys got to bear with me. I might even go extra, extra radio voice. And you know, this is how I say on every day, right? No matter where I'm at. But today, my guest, I'm trying to, you know, keep up with his radio voice because you can hear him in over 30 cities. He's took over him and his uh, partner, Rick and Sasha. I have Rick Hardy, who is going to embrace my show. Why? Because he is my neighbor. Hey! <laughs> Rick, welcome to the show. How you doing? Good. I'm looking at the background. I see now I got a, a bigger pool to jump into, man. That's fun. I'm Any, all good, brother. <laughs> anytime. I told you, we yes. could do this right here and I was serving drinks, whatever, you know. I, all good. You know, the funny thing about it is that when you invited me over, I said I started to walk over there, um, but I said it's kind of hot because I'm, I'm, I'm carless right now. It's it's a long story. And then I, I had voiceover work to do. And I said, yeah, I'm going to walk down. And I got to sweat. And if I got to run back and do something quick, it's going to get all messed up. So here we are. When I say if you if I see you walking now, it's right. all good. This is th this is the office. This is where I spend my time when I'm not a homeschool teacher, um, you know, making sure kids are actually on the computer doing what they're supposed to do. Right. Creative. So, yeah, man, it's, it's a real open invite, not one of those Hollywood open invites where, you know, you come Absolutely. to and they meet you with the shotguns. But I want to get into it because um, just, you know, when your wife was telling me and then what you had told me about the show, I said, man, he's about to give some inspiration to so many <laughs> people, even because I'm going to be talking about this after, even if they see this, hear this or whatever. But right. I want to talk about 30 plus years in the game, syndicated, now podcasts are everywhere. YouTube is everywhere. Mm -hmm. Where did it start for you? And what do you think, how have you kept the longevity? First of all, you asked me how it started and how, I still ask my, my, myself that same question. How did I keep the longevity? Because I'm 52 years old, okay? Mm. I'm 52 years old. So I've been in this business, like you said, for 30 years. And how I'm still in the game, who knows? But God, I don't know. Um, but how did I how did I start it? And Chicago is home for me. I would call the radio station every day, the local radio station, and make dedications to my then girlfriend who was in school. I was out of school making dedications, and the radio personality on the other end. He said, "Why are you calling me every day when you're supposed to be in school?" I said, <clears throat> "I'm sick." He said, "No, don't give me that, man. Be honest with me." I said, "I got kicked out of school." He said, that's not good. You got to get back into school. I don't, I, don't, I, don't, I don't like the way it's sounding. And I'll tell you why I don't like it. Because for me, I became an auto mechanic. Um, after, you know, I became an auto mechanic, I crushed my finger. Someone heard my voice. And then I be, they said, you should be in, in the radio after they heard him DJing somewhere. And, but you listen, the guy taking the time to talk to me, that inspired me to say, you know what? I want to be like this guy. I want to be just like him. So this guy taking the time to talk to me, that was my my one of my my first mentor. Right. And I I watched this guy and I listened to him on the radio daily. I would have a notebook. I'd write down every word he said. One or two point seven BMX is Earl Boston today. It's sunny in 
uh, clear today with a high of, you know, so I, I write this down, you know, my book and then I cuff my my uh, hands like that. So this would be my headphone and that's my microphone. So if you talk like this, it sounds like the radio. So I do that every day. One or two point seven BMX. And I got so good at this. My cousin, older cousin would always see me. She'd say, Rick, do that little thing you do on the radio. And I'm 16, 15 years old. I go, 102.7 BMX, this is Rick Party. You know, she'd go, oh, she'd love it, right? So that inspired me, man. And I saw a commercial on television that said, Columbia School of Broadcasting, how'd you like to be a radio DJ? And I was like, that is me. So I got my butt back at the school. And then I joined Columbia after that, became the school's program director, got in the radio station. And that was all she wrote. After being there for about a couple of years, I was gone. Left Chicago to go to North Carolina. And that was my first stop. And I'm going to pause right there because you may have some more questions because it's a long story. Well, and you know what? You have your own show mm-hmm. and you even have stuff going, you know, YouTube, people can kind of see the journey. I mean, you've interviewed, when I say everybody, when you can interview the first black president and, yeah. you know, isn't that just a round of applause? Congratulations. <laughs> Thank you, brother. Thank you. But to do that, even before, you know, college and to say, okay, I want to focus on this. Did mm-hmm. you then, you know, you went to broadcasting school. Did you say also I need to go get like a bachelor's or is that just, I knew what I wanted to do. That's all the education I need. I knew I, what I wanted to do and that's all the education I needed. That's what I said to myself, right? Until I realized not going to a real college kind of hurt me a little bit. Um, but the but the good part was my mother was an educator, so she didn't raise no fool. I never did go back to traditional college, um, but I got my Ph.D. in radio, if you will, by working at so many radio stations and being around so many great people, interviewing some great guests, like you said, Barack Obama in my past. I mean, the great Ozzie Davis. I mean, the list goes on and on with the amount of people that, um, you know, that I've met and I had to interview and more than anything radio gave me an honorary PhD simply because at a young age, I had to learn so much in so little time. I was thrust into this big world of radio, you know, coming from uh, leaving Chicago, going to a small station in Wilmington, North Carolina. I was a young kid. You're talking with somebody who's like 1920, you're put on the radio and you're having to talk about things that are going on in the world. And you're like, I don't even, I don't even remember who the president was then. I even, I need to go back and look at that, but just knowing that I had to, I had to talk about politics. I had to talk about news. I had to teach myself so many things that were way ahead of my time. So, you know, lucky for me, uh, it worked out well for me. And that's something that I I would never tell kids, though, when I would go to visit them in high school. I would never say, well, you know, I didn't I didn't go on to college and I didn't give them that story because I didn't want them to think that they're going to have the same type of story I did because it doesn't happen for people like that unless you have the passion, unless you have the drive to do it. And can you talk about that? Because somebody will say, you know, oh, I'm gonna be like him. I'm gonna be like Ice Cube. They didn't have to go to school. Hey, Bill Gates didn't have to go to school. But what they don't understand is how much harder it can be because people look at you a certain way of Mm -hmm. where'd you go to school? What are your your credentials? Right now, 30 years in, once you get over a decade in, you're you're pretty much, you're good, right? Absolutely, yeah. To build that up, like what doors were slammed in your face or what meetings did they probably think you could keep up with because you didn't have this bachelor's and owe all this money to Sally Mack? 
Right. So, so first and foremost, uh, Sally Mack uh, did have to pay her back because I did go to a, a a a school that was accredited, and you know, I did go through the whole Sally Mack thing. Uh, that didn't last too long. But here's the deal: um, when you're when you're young and you don't know what you want to do, and you don't you don't listen to people, and you don't pay attention, you know, to those uh, those intricate details, that can hurt you. And most of the times, when we're young, we're so headstrong, we know what we want to do. We want to do it our ways without listening to people. And when we do that, that's a mistake. I mean, you know, if you watch the karate kid, the karate kid was my life all the time. I'm like, why are you having me, you know, wax this cars and paint this fence? Like, what is that about? You know, and then I got it. And then I wanted to feed off people who were in my industry. So there was something called California air check and you can literally buy these, um, uh, videos of radio personalities on, you know, you'd actually see them on the radio. And I got to watch these guys from all genres of music, all different formats from rock to pop to hip hop to urban. I, I had it. Well, hot, actually hip hop didn't exist um, like it does now, but I watched all of these different radio personalities, black, white. It didn't even matter. I, one thing I saw was talent. And I said, I want to take a little bit from this guy and this guy and that guy so I took a little bit from everyone, from talk radio to music radio. You know, I put their talents in a bag. I, I shook it up and I pulled myself out. And that's who I became. Um, you got to become a student of the game. You're going to have many doors. I called doors. I was a young kid. I would call the biggest radio stations. And they say, kid, you sound good, but you're too young. There's so many things that you need to learn, but I can learn it. All you got to do is teach me. So that's the thing. I don't want to teach you. You have to learn it. You have to know it. I mean, you're good. If someone else can teach you and come back, I'd, I'd be ready to put you on, but I have to teach you how to run this board. I have to teach you, um, you know, what to say and what not to say when it comes to the FCC. I've got to teach you, you know, just all the principles of radio. And there was so much more than putting on a pair of headphones, talking on the mic. And that's where people get themselves in trouble uh, by not listening to the teacher. You have many doors slammed, but the winner in the end is the person who welcomes that slam in their face and go, oh, I'm coming back for some more. I'm coming back for tomorrow. And that's what I did every day. I took those those lessons and I would come back. So what do you think about this, sir? Nope. Go back again and again until I get a yes. And they finally said to me, you know what? I like your drive. I'm going to bring you in anyway. Yeah. Now, how have you navigated? There's a lot of politics. Right. When you get there, people don't see. So you've gone from, you know, North Chicago, North Carolina to Atlanta. And, and now you can comfortably do your show wherever you want, especially during these COVID times. Mm-hmm. Can you tell the, the audience the type of politics that you've had to deal with, you know, to get where you're at? I mean, first and foremost, uh, um, being African-American in this business, that can be you know, tough for anybody because of the, the color of your skin. What, what I realize is that this is not our game. This is not our industry. So if we want to fit in, we got to get in where we fit in. You, know, you, you have to learn what everyone else is doing and do it much better than they're doing. And if you can do that, someone will listen to you without losing who you are. See, at the, at the end of the day, I'm still a black man. And when I go back to Chicago, to my hood, where I'm from, my dialect just automatically snaps back right back. When I'm on this microphone, it's a whole nother thing. So I've learned to be a chameleon. And that's what you have to, that's what you have to learn in this 
in this business. And, you know, you, you learn so many politics. I mean, you know, one having to do um, having to be black in this business. And then there's the, the, the politics of, um, you know, how long have you been in the business and what radio stations have you worked at? What credentials do you come with? Um, how many today? I mean, you know, people are dealing with how many numbers do you have on social media? So we would have to deal with what 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 are your ratings like? You know, I mean, there's so many things. So when they look at everything that I had, well, he knows how to do radio like we do. Strike that off. Well, he has high ratings. Strike that off. He's black, but he's good. Strike that off. You know, so it was, it was one thing after another. I just knock him down. You know, one thing I, I always said to myself that I will not change, you know, who I am you know, as a black man, I will never denounce my, my race, my skin color. I'm, I'm going to embrace this and, and use it to take me far. And I did exactly that. And it made those, you know, those giants in the industry that are not from my community kind of like, look at this kid. Like, I like him. He's got, um, he's got some, he's got some balls, man. He's got some guts. He can do it. He's got talent. And yeah. that's the kind of stuff I dealt with. And have you had to, you know, deal with walking away from a deal? Because we know being true to yourself, that's the most difficult thing to do in entertainment. You have so many people who will play step and fetch in every other game that, mm-hmm. you know, we could name drop all day. Jesse Lee Peterson, shout out to you. You've done it for 40 years, you know, and, and you do a great job. Well, uh, stepping and fetching, yeah. Of stepping and fetching. Yes. <laughs> yeah. So, I mean, have you had to walk away and say, you know, this radio station is taking it to a direction. I don't want to go there. No, absolutely. Um, well, I don't want to go there was the first time when I finally reached, you know, after work, after leaving Chicago, working in Wilmington, North Carolina, and then Macon, Georgia, then Charleston, South Carolina, and then um, where else did I go? Texas, Miami. Chicago, New York City, back to Chicago again, and Atlanta. I mean, it's it's been crazy, but my my stop in New York City when I did the host of the morning show, Wendy Williams was the afternoon host at the at the time, and I was the uh, the morning show guy. Um, I was I was young, and the station they were not going in the direction that I wanted to go, and I said I I can't do this. I want to be able to talk about the issues that matter but they were not there at the moment. They wanted to play the hottest music and all that stuff. And I said, you know what? I've been in radio at this point. Uh, this was uh, 2003. So at this point I'd had, you know, probably been in radio 15 years or so. I, my math is probably all wrong right now. But the point is, is that I didn't want to continue um, doing that. I, I wanted to take a microphone and just talk, talk about issues that matter rather than who's the hottest artist or, or what's going on in Cardi B's life or, well, Cardi B wasn't around, but whatever artist, Buster Rhymes at the time or Missy, you know, whatever that was. So they didn't allow me to do my thing. So I walked away from radio. I walked away from radio for, um, for nine years. That was my last job in 2004. And I, did, I just did, I was doing voiceover. And voiceover is that that voice that you hear on, you know, BET, for example, tonight on BET, you know, uh, we talk about whatever it is. I was that I was BET's voice for nine years. I never stopped doing voiceover, although I was still in radio. I also had my voiceover career. And in 2003, 
the radio manager in Miami at a radio station called Hot 105 said, listen, if you want to come back to radio, um, I've got an opportunity for you to be my, my daily afternoon host. And I said, you know what? I'll do that. The truth of the matter is, is that they wanted me to take over a syndicated show, syndicated shows when you're nationally heard everywhere. But that deal fell through. And uh, the program, local program director said, if that didn't work out, you can come and work here. And I said, you know what? My daughter's small. Um, I don't have to move away. I'll stay in in Florida. So, you know, what the hell, man? Yeah, I'll take this local job. And I stayed there for five years. And, and then here's where I walked away, Kellen. Um, after being there for five years, the station said to me, we want you to become the morning show host, which is the highest paid, which is the, uh, that's the, he, he's, he's the roots of the station there. And um, I said, okay, I'm going to be the morning man. So I served this station for five years and I'm waiting for Tom Joyner to retire. Uh, the biggest black syndicated radio host ever, most respected in the game. Tom Joyner was set to retire and I was set to become the morning man. At least I thought so. Tom Joyner has a company called Reach Media. And under the umbrella of Reach Media is the D.L. Hughley Show, the Ricky Smiley Morning Show, the Russ Parr Morning Show, um, the, the Willie Moore Show. Um, a whole bunch of shows are under the Reach Media, which is owned by Tom Joyner. So, you know, Tom's smart businessman. You, you got to keep it in the family, right? You know, so you can still make money. So when Tom was ready to retire, the company said, hey, we want to slide um, Tom's predecessor in there. And that's going to be Ricky Smiley because Ricky Smiley is he's the more famous person because, you know, he's on comedy stages. The world knows him. So, you know, people love entertainment. So it was a smart move for the company to to say, you know what, we're, we, we can't put you you know into mornings because um, Tom wants to put uh, Ricky Smiley here. And, you know, in 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 the business of radio it's so much more than you know how great you sound or how funny you think you are it's all about business first and foremost the radio stations get paid through advertisement so if you have someone like a ricky smiley or a steve harvey uh these guys can bring in the ads right so if they're going to go to um procter and gamble which owns every everything from lotions to toothpaste to to feminine products to stuff for men household you name it um, if, if Procter and Gamble is going to spend $5 million on your radio station and ads because Steve Harvey or Ricky Smiley is the morning show, who are you going to hire? Who are you going to hire? No, I'm not going to hire them. I'm going to hire this guy because he's good in radio. Nah, it's about business. It's about money. Um, so that's after being there for five years, I knew what choice um, they were, they were thinking about making. But they said, you could stay here and do the afternoon show, but we'll pay you. We'll give you a three-year contract um, worth nearly a million dollars. And I was like, okay, so I'll stay here and, and continue to do the same thing, but you're going to pay me more. But I'm not happy. I said, and I thought about it. I said, you know what? I've been in the business for over 30 years. You know, I, I'm responsible for myself. So, you know, what? I'm going to have to walk away from this. I walked away from that opportunity and I said, it's time for me to have a nationally syndicated show. And that's the moment that I walked away, Kellen. Um, I literally had to walk away from that job. Thank God I was still doing voiceover at the time. Um, so I was still, you know, raking in a check or two or three or four or five. So 
that didn't that didn't that didn't hurt me hurt me. But anytime a person doesn't receive a normal check, it puts a little dent, puts a little dent in your your wallet, you know. Yeah, and you know somebody out there is watching or listening. Most of my my folks listen, and they're saying, "Hold on, you mean he was competing with you know uh, Ricky Smiley, and they offered him that much? I'll be little Daryl for that much, you know." And, and I, I'll do. I'll put the glasses on, and you right. know, I'll do whole Ricky Smiley and Harvey's <laughs> bit right, right. now. That amount of money. So the fact that you picked your happiness and your purpose really over the money which Absolutely. a lot of folks again do a lot for the money that says a lot about you yeah but how do you then swing back and say okay tom joiner's retiring and now you have taken over you know a lot of those slots so it's like it's all come back around yeah man so the beauty uh about radio and broadcasting i had equity in this game you know over 30 years in the business um you know, I'm I'm known worldwide, if you will, even prior to my syndicated show, uh, before me having a syndicated, nationally syndicated show. You know, b- working in the biggest stations in uh, Chicago and and New York and Atlanta and Miami, I worked at two of the the, the biggest stations in Miami, um, uh, in Atlanta, the biggest station in Miami and New York and Chicago, and being sought after at the time when I was younger, the biggest station in, at the time in L.A. and in D.C. So my name did ring around the industry before the internet even existed. Um, we were like, uh, you know, radio, we're like athletes. You know, we have agents that literally come after us in radio stations and they, they offer us a deal. They fly us out and they drive us around the city and look at the city and they say, here's the deal on the table. You negotiate back and forth with uh, an agent. That's if you're, you know, if you're, you know, one of the, the stellar talents, they, they put in the work for you. And just to give you an idea, I remember when Steve Harvey, before he was a nationally syndicated show, uh, Steve worked at the sta- same station with me in Chicago. He was the morning show host. And I remember Steve raking in like a million bucks every six months, you know, working a, a, a four hour shift every day, you know, on the, on the radio, not TV, but the radio, you know, but um, back to what you were, you were saying, um, you know, I walked away saying to myself because I had equity in the game I'm going to get a nationally syndicated show because I believe in myself and I believe in my talent and it has not let me down thus far so what I did was made a demo for radio um with the with a uh, radio host who lived in Atlanta at the time Sasha the Diva in fact she called me Kellen she called me sent me a text and said hey boo this is Sasha the Diva uh when can we talk I was like, Sasha, the diva, I think I know who you are. And I called her. She was on the radio. I was on the radio at the time. This is before I actually left. So I was actually working on the plan. And here's the thing, though, smart thing. Never leave, never leave if you don't have a backup plan. Never leave if you don't have a backup plan. I had a backup plan. I always have had a backup plan. In fact, I had two or three before I said no to, to that situation. But I wanted something bigger for myself. So she talks and she said she wanted to do a nationally syndicated show, but she didn't know how to do it. She knew that I was a production genius. I put audio together, I put video together. So she said, how can we do it? Because you're in Miami and I'm in Atlanta. I said, listen, through technology. Uh, I said, first of all, you heard of Zoom, you heard of, um, you know, all these, you know, there was something then called um, uh, Source Connect, which actually it's audio, connects to people through audio. 
So I said, we're going to do a source connect and that doesn't work. We're going to use Skype and we'll make it sound as if we're in the same room. So we made a demo. I recorded it. And it sounded like we were in the same room. I put music behind it, effects and everything. And it sounded like we were on the radio together. It sounded great. A friend of mine flew into town in Miami. He said, yo, uh, Rick, I'm coming to town. I'd love to talk to you. Now, this guy, Gary Bernstein, he's a guy who, who um, you know, really put Ricky Smiley on the map and um, a whole bunch of other radio personalities. I hadn't known Gary for a long time. And Gary, you know, we're sitting down at dinner. He says, hey, man, what have you been up to? Um, I said, well, funny you ask. Take a listen to this. So it was my demo that I made with Sasha the Diva. He was completely blown away. Um, he said, I want to shop this. I want you guys can be syndicated. So I said, word. Say, yeah. So I called to you, to Sasha. I said, listen, I'm sitting with Gary Bernstein. You may not know who he is right now, but you will know he wants to shop this demo. He sent it to uh, ABC Radio Networks, Super Radio, which is another big one, a whole bunch of big um, companies. And, and he took it to Westwood One also. Westwood One reaches, you know, um, 300, 400 million people worldwide. I mean, it's a big, big company. And we sat with... Um, Westwood one in New York city. And we just presented ourselves. They heard the demo. They wanted to meet us face to face. And uh, we told them how we can, you know, bring money to this company, how we could, you know, through ads and through our experience. And they, they believed it. We traveled back and forth, talked business for five months after I left the station in Miami. And after five months, they said, we want to sign you guys to a three year, three year syndicated deal. And we're like, Oh my God. And Westwood One, uh, their, their, um, their, their sister company is Cumulus Media, which has hundreds of radio stations. And Tom Joyner was on 2020. Or actually, Tom, Tom Joyner was on so many of those stations. But we started out, we took about 20 of those stations uh, from Tom because Tom was retiring. So I would never, you know, do that. We knew Tom was retiring anyway. So we took about 20 of those from Tom. And later on, when Tom did, um, uh, actually retire, we took, you know, about 20, you know, I'm about 30 more. So, and that was it, man. I, you know, have faith, you know, I believed in myself and that's how that national thing came about five months later after I walked away. And, and folks won't believe this when I had, met, you know, met you for the, the second time coming down the street on the bike. Um, right. and I heard what you did. And I mentioned, you know, you taking over the cruise and I had right. no idea that, you know, you took the station. So could you see yourself, you know, planning a cruise? Cause there's some great uh, tour companies, uh, some of them black owned, some of them, you know, I know Soka cruise line and they, you know, you see them on Instagram and it's one of those cruises you show your wife and she like, hold on. Uh, <laughs> is this for our age? Cause they're doing a lot. I was like, oh, yeah all ages except the kids the kids got to say right. but you know can you see yourself you know following uh tom joiner's um because the cruise i think i've never been on but it seems mm -hmm. like you know it's one of those things like going to hbcu it brings right. people together and it's like oh we went on this cruise we got to see rick and sasha could that be in the future absolutely that that's that's part of the plan that's something we want to do we want to do cruises we want to do you know party buses we want to do party planes take people maybe to africa uh you know just go visit the motherland uh there's so many things we want to do it's, you know tom did the sky shows we're working on stuff you know like that um yeah we want, we want to do everything that tom joiner did um you know have the big foundation so we can continue to 
uh, you know, mentor kids in our, you know, in our community and, you know, so, so on and so forth. I mean, for, for me, you know, this is what it's all about. And because when Tom did the cruises and he did those sky shows and, you know, all of that was not only just for the entertainment part, but to, you know, put um, black boys and girls through HBCUs, you know, because when it comes to us, I mean, we're disenfranchised, you know, so the fact that Tom focused on his, uh, his core audience, that to me, you know, meant more than anything. And me having this position meant that I could do so much more for people like me, you know, that especially come from my types of my, the type of community I come from. So for me, that, that meant more than anything. So to answer your question, yes. Well, you know, you done messed up, right? Why is that? You mentioned Africa. So when you put Africa, ding, ding, ding. <laughs> you know, when you talk Africa, I I'll tell you, for uh, one of our influencer YouTuber clients, mm -hmm. last year we brought 30 people to Kenya and wow. of his audience. And we, and we did that because the year before we went to Ethiopia, I am Mr. Africa. I got investment. My wife being from Cameroon, it's nice easier to invest in Cameroon, but Africa's always been on my mind. So if you are, when you want to take that, let me know, because I know some great Black-owned companies that do five-star, you know, travel. And of course, influencers like yourself don't pay for it. You bring your team, and there's even a uh, cash element in that. Maybe nothing like you're used to, because this is something that I created from doing government contracting work. And I just took one thing and said, we can flip it in here. So I love to hear that because our folks, what they don't understand is your money, dang, it, it more than triples once you get to Africa. I don't know if right. you've been to the continent, but- I've never, never, never. Oh man, yeah, it, it, it's time because you're gonna, like Steve Harvey doing Family Feud in Africa, there's a reason why, because what you pay for, even in lifestyle, I always tell people, my house help costs me, and I overpay because it's family, $150 right. a month. My right. driver costs me, and I overpay because it's like family, $150 a month. I'm from Oconda. That's Oakland after you see Black Panther. <laughs> I don't know house help. Oconda, I love it. Yeah, house help, and they're, you know, and it's family, and they're taking care of the kids, and you're just like, hold on. Oh, right. This is how we're supposed to live, like kings and queens. Yes, sir. Terror people. So I love that. We'll definitely, I'll, I'll give you some information and share some stuff off air. What would you say? Because you also have a podcast. You do ESPN. What would you say to that person listening? Maybe that 14-year-old, maybe that 24-year-old who says, well, I'm on Anchor. I'm on Spotify. I'm on iHeart. I'm on all of those. Do I need to go get Gary Bernstein to hook me <laughs> up or his brother Weinstein? Like, what do I need to do to go to that next level? You know, I think about my daughter who's um, who, who's a YouTuber. And I remember a couple of weeks ago, she said, Dad, I think she, don't quote me on this. I forget the number. I think it's 40 or 70. But let's say 70 just because it sounds much better. Dad. Say, yeah. She goes, I got 70 followers. I was like, oh my God, 70 followers. Wow. Wow. I'll, but people don't get that though. People don't get that because you never know of that 70 who could be watching you and what that means to a kid. And I think sometimes we need to go back to that, right? Um, 
Today, it is free to broadcast. Broadcast. The world can hear, hear you from your home. From your home, through Anchor, through YouTube, through Spotify, through Twitch, uh, through IG, through uh, Twitter. I mean, everybody has live broadcasting now. Even, uh, what's this this other one called? Uh, um, Reddit has live broadcasting, too. I mean, LinkedIn has broadcast. I mean, come on. Stop me. I'm, I'm, going, I'm doing too much here. But people can find you. It's all about pushing out great content. When you've got great content, People will watch you. For example, Kellen, I was going through your stuff. I was like, wow, he is smart. He's he's feeding that machine. He's, he's putting content there because what's going to happen is that someone's going to come back and they're going to find you, you talking about business here or talking about this. And then they're going to they're going to scroll down. They're going to start liking, liking, liking. And before you know it, it's going to blow up. People have the opportunity to make so much money if that is your goal or to be discovered through these free apps. And I tell people, listen, treat it like it is the radio. Although you're not getting paid a paycheck or, or television, guess what? Guess what's TV now? Your phone is your TV. The phone is a TV. What's the difference? People spend more time on these than they do a regular television. Eyes are eyes. I always say eyes are eyes. It doesn't matter if someone's watching Netflix or some watch, someone's watching, I, I tell you what I like. I like ball in the family, right? Um, that's Lonzo Ball, Mellow Ball, Jello Ball. They have a show on Facebook Watch. That's my personal preference. But a lot of these um, shows today, they have original programming to compete with regular TV, to compete with a Netflix, a Hulu, uh, to compete with a Quibi. It's all on the phone. TV is losing. And guess what? A lot of the advertisers are going to the phone rather than the television because that's where the money is. Because guess what? Eyes are eyes. Where are eyes watching today? right here. And this is, this is the important tool right here. This is how you get heard. Keep pushing stuff. For me, I just started um, podcasting for the first time, probably really sticking to it. I think I'm about 17 episodes in on Anchor. Um, and I'm sure there are probably better platforms. But the, the point for me is that in my, my biggest platform is my radio. I mean, I, I reach millions of people every day uh, on 30 markets. I mean, we're on in New York City, we're on in Pensacola, Tallahassee, Kansas, New Orleans, we're all over the world. But better than that, everybody has an app. So anyone could hear us anywhere around the world, anywhere around the world. And that's what we need to, to, um, to focus on right there. I mean, we all have the opportunity to win. No, definitely. We, we do. And, you know, depending on how you play the game. People always ask, how many people listen? And I do have a team that they can, they'll tell me, I really don't care about that because a lot of times we've had people say, we need your services. What we do is kind of unique where right. we're not just a consulting and a PR firm, but if I, can, if I can get you know a client to give me thousands of dollars a month, was that interview worth it? Yes, it was. But right. it's really, I'm doing it for that 14-year-old who says, school bores me like it bored me. Um, for that 21-year-old who says, I'm at this college and it's like I'm teaching the professor stuff about communication because they have no idea about what this technology does. And right. that was me as well, where I'm teaching in grad school because the teachers are like, I don't know how to build these sites. Like, you know, I've read that you do. So it's so many different ways of making that money. But people really, when they hear that, you know, I, I do the math in my head, 
And I'm like, man, he was offered $27,000 a month to do radio. Right. Oh, man, how many people would jump <laughs> jump on that, you know, and be excited? And, and that's exciting. And that can be you. For the folks who think they, you know, want to go and go on LinkedIn and uh, bug Gary Bernstein, or how would you say to properly go try to find an agent like that? Because it's more than just saying, I'm good. You need to be presented in a certain way. So please give the game on that. Yeah. Um, the funny thing is, I also do voiceover. I'm the uh, voice of uh, ESPN's Sports Center, And, you know, a bunch of radio stations as well. Other, other than being, other than having a radio show every day at 6 a.m., I'm also the voice of. So if you're hearing, let's say, if you're listening to uh, Washington, D.C.'s WHUR, I don't have a radio show on WHUR, but I'm the voice. That's the guy that goes 96.3 WHUR. Listen today at 10 a.m. to win $1,000 on 96.3 WHUR, the home of Howard University. You know, so that's a Howard University uh, HBCU owned radio station. That's the biggest uh, black radio station in D.C., right? So I'm the voice of no one knows his name because he's just the voice that's on 24 hours. So I said all of that to say, um, again, when you build that equity, you know, with with your name and and these stations, then agents will start to look at you. I remember William Morris Agency, the the biggest agency, if you will, for so many artists, you know, there. I mean, you know, some of the biggest A-list artists are on the William Morris, for example. William Morris had a big voiceover department in New York City. And I said, hey, I'm the voice of. Uh, 20 stations around the country uh, as a voiceover guy. Uh, you know, I want to send you guys my demo. They said, I love it, but you need more stations. And I was like, well, forget them. And I just continued to work. And I, before I knew it, I had 30 stations, 40 stations, 50 stations that I was a voice of. And then I became the voice of BET. And once they saw that, they was like, hey, come on over here. Let's talk, you know. So Tom, sometimes you got to work hard. You got you got to build a name for yourselves. And I tell you, uh, grassroots uh, grassroots really work, man. I mean, if you love something, you're gonna work hard. And then a Gary Bernstein or a William Morris or um, Creative Talent or whatever these big agencies are, then they'll look at you once they see you've you you've made a name for yourself. But the other part of that too is is do what I did. You know, pick up the phone, make those phone calls, so that people know you do exist. The only caveat to that is uh, when you're in um, the entertainment business, if you send something out blindly without having someone constructively uh, uh, critique it, then, and it's not good, people will remember that. They said, I heard this kid, uh, he's okay. He's, he's an okay singer. He's an okay actor. He's an okay voiceover guy. He's just okay. But you didn't take the time to get constructive criticism so when you send your best stuff there, they're going to go, I'm not going to listen to it. It sucked the first time around. I have no interest. So that's why you, you, you got you to gotta take your time to hone your craft. Uh, you got to, you, you have to get, you got to get mentors. And even if a Gary Bernstein, you know, doesn't listen to your demo or, or doesn't take you on, what you should do at the very least is say, hey, one day I would like to be X, Y, Z. Gary, I know you represent, you know, bigger talent than myself, but can you do me a favor? Can you just like listen to this? Because one day I'd love to have you represent me. I know I'm not ready yet, but just listen to this. And that way they feel a sense of responsibility for your career. 
they take you on and then they want to grow you. And I say that because I know that to be true because I am that same type of person. Uh, I help grow younger talent. Um, you know, 52 years, man, I'm 52 years old and I'm at the age where I'm supposed to be out of the game. I'm supposed to be out of radio. Um, after working in New York City, I, I, you know, I wound up still working at one of the biggest stations in Miami, but my, Miami is in no way, you know, you can't compare a Miami, a, a Miami to a New York City. So for me, that was kind of like a, a, a small step down, but it was a great station with great people and a, and a great city with so many great things happening. Um, that put me in the position to, to rest for a second and continue to hone my craft after being away for nine years. And then after five years at that radio station, that gave me again, the regrowth to say, okay, I'm ready to step out. I want to go national now. And so I did turned 50. I turned 50 years old and I walked away and that was it. Well, you're going to keep telling everybody your age because they're not going to believe it. You know, black uh, crack if you don't smoke <laughs> it. So <laughs> they say, I want to get mine now. And it yes, just, sir. The, the, the progression and, you know, the tenacity that you've had with all of the success that you've had. What is a community give back that you are doing or that you want to do in the future? Um, I'm not doing anything at the moment. Um, what I do, I I do something. I've always done something. I I, I like to mentor kids and, and if the company I'm with, if they're part of anything, if it, if it comes to, to, you know, the feeding families, if it comes to, you know, Miami, for example, I mean, uh, South Florida has been prone to hurricanes. I mean, all of the give backs there, uh, my time when it comes to mentoring kids one-on-one to speaking with kids, I mean, I want to do so much more. Um, like we said, you know, you know, possibly have a foundation one day so that I can raise money to send kids to HBCUs or whatever they want to do, to whatever they want to do in life. Um, but this is, you know, for me, being on the radio is not just for fun and entertainment. It's, it's to give something back uh, to the listeners that have given so much to me. They've given me the time. And, and when I'm wrong about something, they tell me, brother, you wrong about this. So we're actually, we're, we're educating each other. We're informing each other. So that's a beauty. That's a beauty of it for someone to say, I listened to you for four hours and guess what? I didn't know this, but when you did Rick party's notebook, I do a news segment on my show. It's like, wow, I didn't know that. I didn't know that. And I've learned in radio, you can't speak above people. You have to, you have to reach and or meet people where they are in life. And I, I know that to be evident because that was me. You had to meet me where I was in life. You know, couldn't talk over me. You know, you had to talk to, well, what do you mean? What do you mean by that? What, what is the, the electoral, electoral college? What is, uh, what is the, 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 the Lawrence versus Texas law? What is this? I mean, it's just stuff like that. I mean, we, we break it down. Well, what it is, is this, and who is Amy Coney Barrett and, well, why is Ice Cube saying this? I mean, you got to break it down to people and say, hey, listen to this. Let, let's talk about this. Let's just break it down. And that's what people love because be able to talk to them and, and relate to them. So that's my give back, man. I mean, that is my give back. Now, if you, you know, aren't busy enough, and I know you are, 
could you ever see yourself doing an online course? Because courses right now are just popping off. People are home. Some people are getting their stimulus check. They're like, man, what do I do? Go buy the new Jordans? No, I want to actually put it towards some reading. Let me get Dr. Claude Anderson's, you know, library pack and see what this brother's been talking about longer than both of us have been alive. You know, could you ever see yourself doing a course, not just for the money, but that maybe you saw something in the, the training that you had, even though it was many moons ago, that you could add your own flavor to that party flavor, we'll call it. Yeah, no, absolutely. Um, it's something that I've been uh, kind of toying around with and I have done it. I have held the voiceover classes, but we're in a new age now. We're in the digital class. And, you know, fate would have it that, um, you know, I, I met a young man by the name of Kellen, you know, walking around in the neighborhood. And I was like, brother, then we we, we actually connected and I, I saw everything you did. I said, you know what? I could grow a lot with this young man right here. There's a lot of growing we could do together. You put two minds together and never know because it, there's so many things that, um, you know, I focus so much on my craft that the other side of me, you know, I'm, I, I lack a little bit. I mean, there's so much more I can do. I mean, there's so much more I want to do. I mean, I, I want to have a a, a a digital training course and I know it's out there. I mean, there's, there's so many platforms that I could do it. I know there's the, the, the Patreons and there, there's the, the, you know, all of these social media platforms now have um, groups that are paid groups. I mean, the list goes on and on, but I want to find the most, uh, proficient and efficient way to do it. So I'm glad to know that I just got you a phone call the way life is life has just got a lot easier. Definitely. Definitely. And yeah. I, I do, and I'm here, you know, and I, I'm, I'm, I'm serious. Just I'm yeah. here because even for me, I've done and had, you know, small radio shows, but to me, it was so much fun the same way. I know what I really enjoy and I know my purpose and I know how I put things together. Right. And, and I say, you know what, this is my third interview today. On top of my work that I do, it was certain interviews that I just had to do. One of them, I'm sending this brother some money because it's an investment I want to get in right. on all the way in Ghana. And this has been my guy for almost seven years. And he's like, right. I'm finally taking money. I'm like, let me be the first, right? So I, I just love that you see that because you can use the machine to fund your own machine. And then we go into the Dame uh, Dash school of, you know, learning. Absolutely. What do we own and what can we give to our kids? That's right. You know, and so I definitely will definitely build and I'm going to send you some links and, you know, let me know if it ever gets too much. Cause I'm listen, brother, listen, as long as it can help me grow, there's no such thing as too much there. I always tell people this one thing. If, if you're passionate about anything, stay on people. If, if it's up, if they say, Hey, you're doing a little bit too much, that's on them. They may be missing out on the great opportunity to, to actually, you know, help someone grow. I mean, you two can actually help one another, but for me, I welcome information, brother, send me stuff, text me, call me, email me. There's never too much for me. I'm looking for it. Actually. I'm looking for it. No, that that is beautiful. You guys, yeah. I'm not going to give you the game overload. You've gotten the game. Make sure you like, share, subscribe. Rick Party, I thank you, brother, for coming on. Thank you, brother, for having me. I appreciate you, man.
Thanks for getting in the game and listening to the Diversified Game Podcast with Kellen, the number one show pairing entrepreneurship with diverse and inclusive perspectives like wine and cheese, bagel and locks, fish and grits. Be sure to visit DiversifiedGame.com for all the good stuff. Join in the conversation and discover more content.